Strange things have happened in the history of the seven house estates. The most strange of these is the extent of the possessions which God gave to Aminatu, daughter of the ruler of Zazao. She waged war in the house lands and took them all so that the men of Katsina and the men of Kano brought her tribute. She made war in Bauchi and against the other towns of the south and of the west so that her possessions stretched down to the shores of the sea. Yazare. And welcome to the final episode of season two of Africa's Untold Stories. And yeah, (laughs) the woman in the discussion, in the quotes that was mentioned before is the one who is going to be a subject of discussion. Two things I should mention before I move on. Um, the name mentioned in there was Aminatu, mm-hmm. who is the subject of today's um, episode, Aminatu. Right. Actually, I think I'll say three things I should mention. So I'll start with that one, Aminatu. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are Muslim or if you live in a country where there are other Muslims or you just read wide, it sounds familiar. It sounds a lot like Amina. And that's because it is Amina. The um, Hausa and to some extent Fulani and to some extent parts of Northern Ghana because they adopted from those guys as well certain aspects add two two names that were taken from foreign lands. So Amina is also called Aminatu and it's basically the same name. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so same person. Yeah, usually, usually with the females. Females, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, um, that's the first thing I should mention. The second thing I should mention is where it says that her possessions stretch down to the shores of the sea. The sea in this case is actually referring to uh, the gigantic water body in West Africa called the Niger River. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't um, actually the sea. No, it wasn't actually all the way down to like the Gulf of Guinea. It was all the way up to down to the you know, in the past they used like um they use what did you call them? Natural um not objects but locations as like borders and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so the sea, like so the the where where the where the Niger River cut across was like the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And the third thing I should mention is okay. Wait, we can we can go into that later. So yeah, so these two, right? So that's how we're going to kick off today's episode. All right. So then, what's the lesson? Yes. Uh. So today's episode is titled Amina of Zazao. Should I make Amina too to make it obvious? Yeah. Let me make it. Wait, what if someone searches and they're looking for Am? Yeah, they'll still find it. So <laughs> let me say this episode is Aminatu of Zazao. Uh-huh. A lesson on character. Okay. Okay. So this is very focused on her. I see. Oh, yeah. It's very focused on her. Okay. Hi. Let's, yeah. let's go straight into it then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Aminatu of Zazao. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in... We don't know what but <laughs> we don't know when she was born <laughs> Wait. um yeah we don't know the when we just know the the where oh that is weird okay 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll explain that in a bit. Okay, sure. So, um, Aminatu was born, um, the daughter. She was born, she was born in the, you see, the thing is, we don't know exactly when she was born for a number of reasons. One, it is not uncommon for us to have this issue when discussing certain African figures, That's unfortunately, true. especially true. when they tend to be female. Exactly. I was going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when they tend to be female. And that, that, that thankfully, it's not just an African thing. It's a whole world thing. The whole world decided to, you know, be mean to 50% of their population. <sighs> so. <laughs> yeah so that that's that's uh that's one thing unfortunately so i'm in not to like other um some other african uh, significant african rulers unfortunately after their death the later people who came across did not preserve her history as well as they would have preserved the history of certain kings if they had accomplished what she had accomplished yeah you get it yeah yes so hmm. now let me get off that tangent and okay. come back to the main story <clears throat> all right so let's go right into the story so um we don't know exactly when aminatu was born unfortunately but what we do know is that um between the late 1400s and early 1500s she was born okay. the exact year we don't know when mm. <clears throat> I actually came to this estimation on my own because there were varying dates. Um, some historians actually even dispute as to when she existed. Hey. Um, yeah. So it's, it's basically like this. There are the first group who are like, nope, she didn't exist, but these people are a very small minority from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually think that modern any modern historian or any modern chronicler or um house chronicler um holds any sort of belief that she didn't exist I, right now I, I think everyone pretty much agrees she existed no oh, they better but there yeah there was a small minority and then amongst the people who who always believe she existed there were two um different um sites the first sides thought that she existed in the 1500s. She ruled in the 1500s. The other people thought she ruled in the 1400s. Hmm. But, um, so they all give different dates for her birth and stuff based on that. Um, however, uh, it's more, most likely that she ruled in the 1500s based on, um, certain, um, correspondence that has been recorded, which we'll get to later. Was the quote one of those things? No, 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 no. This quote, the quote I gave at the beginning comes way early, way, way later. Okay. Yeah. Um, and another thing, um, that we used to put the range in late 1400s to early 1500s is the fact that her father, uh, her father, when he became, uh, king and then eventually died and all the things that will lead to her eventual, he had, oh Jesus. <coughs> that will lead to her eventual rise to power. Uh-huh. That whole thing happened, uh, in the early 1500s. Oh, okay. So we do know for sure. Yeah. So she was definitely in the early 1500s alive. Oh, this is funny though. So yeah. it means her father's accounts have been like quite well documented compared to hers. Compared to hers, yeah. Ah, okay. Well, well, well hers was, it wasn't that hers wasn't documented at all. It was more like 
his were officially ignored sort of mm. but like the quote i gave at the beginning from was from a sultan you see so yeah. it's not like you can't dismiss a sultan yeah it's not like it's everyone like exactly it's not like everyone was like oh she didn't exist what, what. but it's just that late some some later people don't give prominence to what she did stuff like but we'd, we'd get to how significant she was in a bit okay cool so yeah so yeah. she was the daughter of the king of a state called Zazao, Zazao. in modern day Nigeria. Mm. Yes, Zazao. Um in today's Nigeria that area is also called is now called Zaria. Oh. Uh, it's a state in modern day Nigeria. Okay. Zaria in the north. Mm. Yeah. So that's where she was born, her father was king and yeah, she she became a princess. Well, which is what happens when you're born. <laughs> yes, to, to a, a king, king I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay so hold on was she the only child do we know no um we we know that she was one of uh three children one of three. um her sister yeah his sister was actually called zaria according to um uh, one account i saw mm-hmm. so apparently the later name of the city and kingdom would come from her, uh, sister. her sister's name yeah yeah, and then she also had a brother. Her brother was the... Okay, her brother would... I'll get to that when we get to how she got to power. But yeah, so okay. she had a brother and a sister. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> but um, I don't know... Well, her, her sister is not really recorded doing anything significant, but uh, Amina herself, Amina too, when she was born... Um, different accounts either say her grandfather but some say her father took her and um essentially trained her in um what do you call a statesmanship Whoa. he taught her the ways to yeah um to run a kingdom um, official stuff and also she had a thing for fighting hmm. she she loved yeah Don't so she loved uh, education <laughs> Said, not all, not all of what? I was like, like don't, I don't, get you. don't all of them do? All the you know the great queens. We oh, know. oh yeah, 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 yeah. They all they all seem to just like fighting. Mm. But yeah, she was she was one of those. She liked fighting, so from a young age she was um, training with a sword. <clears throat> I so guess she grew up with that. Yeah, and I guess this this ties back to what you said earlier, like that women really had an important role to play back in the day because she was actually groomed in statesmanship. Normally would think yeah. they would groom her brother in statesmanship and leave her to, you know, play with dolls yeah. or something. It's automatic. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It's it's usually automatic for the guy to get such grooming. Mm-hmm. It's not automatic for the woman to get such grooming. Mm-hmm. It's automatic for the guy, but it's not automatic for the woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which means you must have been special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. You must have shown a real interest. Yeah. And then, and of course, you must have had a, an understanding parent or something who was not like, no, just go and wash your <laughs> clothes and give your husband kids or something. You know. Oh, man. But, okay. So she was yeah. groomed in statesmanship and swordmanship. Oh, let's put it that yeah. way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Um, so I should have done this earlier. Let me give a bit of background. Okay. I thought you'd ask that question. Of oh yeah, it's true of the people. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do yes. that now. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so the Aminatu of Sasao. Um, I I mentioned earlier. If you are not West African, you probably don't know the Hausa. So allow me to elaborate a bit. All right. So the Hausa are one of the largest ethnic groups in Africa. I think they are actually the largest in West Africa. I don't remember their number, but there's a crap ton of them. Mm. They are the majority <laughs> ethnic group in two different countries, yeah. in both Niger and Nigeria. They yeah. are the majority. So, yeah, they are a lot. Mm. Although some people would dispute the Nigerian one and give to the Yoruba, but um, from the figures I've seen, Hausa seems more likely. Yeah. Um, although they do it Hausa Fulani, because the Hausans and the Fulanis in Nigeria have mixed a lot. But anyway, so yeah, the, the Hausa and ethnic group in West, West Africa, they are crapped on them into the several tens of millions. And they actually, they, they are one of the tribes in, in, um, one of the people groups in all of the world with very rich history. And one thing that is very interesting and fun about studying them is the fact that a lot of their history compared to the other groups that surround them a lot of their history is recorded Ooh. we'll get to why in a bit okay. um so yeah uh so zazao is one of um what's uh was called the um hausa bakwe, bakwe. meaning the hausa seven okay huh bakwe yeah. means seven yeah okay the Hausa Seven. Um, so these were seen as the seven great Hausa cities mm. um, at that point in time. And they were Kano, Rano, um, Biram, Daura, Kobir, Katsina, and Zazao. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. So Zazao was one of them. Uh, over time, a couple of them will fall out in significance and pretty much cease to exist. And then some other important cities like Kebi and Zamfara will come along. But so, yeah, Zazao was a very important city in, um, and state, let me say. So, it was a very important state in Hausa tradition for a very long time, almost since the houses had the collective identity of Hausa. Mm. Yeah, so that's essentially the background. So, and there was a lot of um, warring for territories that were going on in this period. So when house when um Aminatu's father um comes to power, he's actually engaged in um territorial wars. Right from the start. You see. Right from the start. Man. Um yeah. So then Aminatu herself um would be involved in these wars. Mm. So when she joined, when she you know, because she was she loved to fight and all of those kind of things, when she grew older, she joined the military fighting with the men. Wait, but is did her father lose his life in one of those wars? Yeah, so her father died. Her father would die. And when her father dies, her brother becomes king of Zazao. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where um, things become a bit uncertain. <clears throat> so... There are two different school of schools of thoughts, right? Okay. One of them says that after her brother became king, 
her brother eventually died. And when her brother died, Aminatu became the new king. Sorry, the new queen. queen. <laughs> she became the new, uh, yeah. Essentially, she became the new ruler of um, Sazao. Sazao. And it, yeah. And this is how she would eventually get to do all the great things and etch her name into Hausa history. Mm-hmm. But the second, there is a second mm-hmm. school of thoughts which says that um, she, when she rose to power, she did not become a queen. Her brother didn't die. Um, she just remained, um, what do you call her? A general in the army. So she, when her brother is in power, she would rise to like become a general of, um, the cavalry in the army. You know, the horse riding people. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. So the other school of thought says, no, she didn't actually become a queen. She just was a general in the army and she won a lot of wars and territories for Zazao. Now, <clears throat> The reason for this um, split is that um, some some historians uh, base the fact that she was never a queen. They say that the evidence is scant. So there is this thing that um, a lot of the, not a lot, some of the great um, house estates did. Okay. And not just the house estates, um, the Kanemborno, if you remember from uh, mm-hmm. the previous that season, episode. we did Kanemborno as yeah. well. Yes. So they had this tradition um, that they developed in, I think, for some it was around the 1700s, some around the 1800s, where they create a king's list. Mm-hmm. Kanem's own is older than that, though. But for the house estates, there was around this time, and a lot of them created these things called king's list. So the king's list contained the list of rulers from the foundation of the states okay, all the way down to present which was the time they were recording it and so it would continue so so they still they still have a um, a king's list mm-hmm. for the states that exist well that exists in a traditional sense okay. not that they have any power or anything but yeah. you know symbolic and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and um zaria has one zaria which was formerly known as zazao has one okay and in in zazao's king's list there is no mention of a ruler called aminatu Wait, when was the king's list so, made? When was it made? Yeah, like, is it made as um, the rule? Like, do they update it? No, 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 no. Like I said, it came later. So it would have come after the time she existed. That's the thing that makes it a bit tricky. Okay. Because at this point in time, there wasn't a lot of regard for what women would or had done in the past. Mm-hmm. However, like I mentioned earlier, we have to be careful not to make it look like it was something across the board that every ruler that came in was like, and eh, this person was a woman. Every house estate was like, and eh, this person was a woman. That wasn't the case. Okay. Um, because one of the things that other historians used to point to the fact that she was a queen was there's, there's a, there's a recording of history, uh-huh. um, called the Kano Chronicle. And Kano, I mentioned, yeah, one of the other um, great uh, seven great house estates. Mm-hmm. And in the Kano Chronicle, which is actually more accurate and detailed than any other house recording, it states that um, a ruler sends Aminatu 40 eunuchs and 10,000 kola nuts. Wow. And it says she was the first in house land to own eunuchs and kola nuts and 
in her time, all the products of the West were introduced into Hausa land. Okay. So when you read this, this seems like something more, someone more of a queen would do as yeah. opposed to a general. I mean, you wouldn't send that to a general when a king exists in the same kingdom, would you? Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And there's also the fact that um, more of the oral traditions mention her as a queen as opposed to being just a general. Mm. Okay. So. Yeah. So at this point is where we are going to say from here on, pick which one you want to believe. Either she was a general or she was a queen. I'm going with queen because it just seems more likely to me. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. Explanation was biased. I'm with you on that. Let's yeah. move. She's a queen. My explanation was probably biased, though, but yeah, queen Aminatu. So um, <laughs> yeah. So that's how she rose to power. Okay. After her brother, her father died. Her brother died, and then she took over and mm. started ruling. And so at this point, she really loved, you know, fighting. And so she'd continue fighting in her, in the wars that were already going on. And she was really good at it. She was so good at it that I, I just, at the beginning, I mentioned the quote, um, where the, a later sultan or ruler would say that, you know, she, she waged wars and took all the house lands. Mm-hmm. So that the men of Katsina, that's another state, and the men of Kano brought her tribute. Mm. Like she, so she really, she really expanded the territory during her reign of Zazao. During her reign, Zazao became the most powerful and most significant Hausa state of the seven, or just like or Hausa states, it. like Hausa location mm-hmm. across. Yeah, it became Yo. the most significant. Huh. I mean, wait, did they send those tributes sort of like, yeah, we, we acknowledge you, don't attack us, please? Um, Tributes, well, it's not specific why they sent it, but it's usually two ways, yeah. Mm. Either, yeah, we acknowledge your superiority, so don't attack us, um, or you've attacked us, and so we are giving you this so that you would stop attacking us. <laughs> okay. Man, but like that, that really solidifies her place and in their eyes like that means they really revered her like respected or feared whichever it yeah is. yeah uh-huh. yeah so there's a lot of praise for her in oral tradition now a lot of the time when we're talking about this kind of stuff there's like a distinction between the the written history and then the oral tradition yeah and a lot of the time the oral tradition seems to praise the person more than the written tradition wait so i mean so she spends her time expanding territory like how was she controlling these new places i mean because she's she's also trained in statesmanship too so i'm guessing she had like a way to keep those places under her control without having to worry that nothing nothing special is mentioned about the way she ran the kingdoms aside the fact that like i mentioned as all became the most significant house estate it became um pretty much uh, a very important point for trade mm. in the region that is now northern Nigeria and southern Niger. It became a, like a magnet for trade. Okay. Uh, she connected trade routes. Huh. Wait, that, that, yeah, speaks to, made, that speaks to how stable that region too must have been in her time. Oh, uh, well, there was constant warfare. <laughs> I know, but... If there you, was constant warfare, so, <laughs> I mean... 
relatively stable let's say that yeah yeah, yeah. it's relatively stable yeah because she was given the conditions force, so. given the conditions if you still yeah. trusted that your goods will go through that route then you must have trusted yeah that. yeah pretty much it was, it was good enough. yeah yeah hmm. so yeah like like i said relatively stable because during her period the the success of her battles would have made it so so that they didn't have to worry about you know other people attacking them other states attacking them and stuff like that yeah so yeah relatively stable any other significant thing she did i've already mentioned the trade and um raising zazao's uh significance um another thing that is credited to her is um kola nut cultivation Huh? Um, she she introduced it. it said that she introduced colonial cultivation to, um, you know, the Hausa states. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and perhaps one of the most significant lasting legacies of hers is the fact that she built. So when she conquered certain cities and towns, mm-hmm. um, what she do is that she would build a wall around it. Um, ah. thick earthen walls hmm. to make it harder for people to, you know, come and attack in new possessions, sort of. Huh. And, okay. yeah. So, some of those walls are still standing today. Even though they are earthen? And so, yeah, these walls need maintenance, though. So, okay, yeah. Um, and, but it's not, they don't, they don't stand today as like, um, you know, surrounding a city or something like that, you know, mm. to make it look like they're protecting the city no <laughs> and the so she'd really contribute to what would become a house a tradition of fortified cities ah so she i'm not i can't say she started it i don't think she did but she encouraged popularized it, it made it significant yeah to that yeah. extent where um, more cities would be fortified and essentially give birth to this um house a tradition of how you know the houses actually have a special way they do their walls in let's okay if you if you actually google right now if you're listening to this and you google house our walls you would notice and you look at the images you'd see like there's a pattern in a style they do their walls so that's actually yeah some historians attribute that to her because you know oral tradition actually attributes those things to her the style that they use for their walls because she basically popularized it with her fortifications and all that. Mm. I see. <clears throat> yeah. So like a oh, and there's also... Uh-huh. Oh, you're Googling it. Yeah. It's like sort of like a little oh, okay. engineering touch to the walls to keep them steady. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So you're okay. there's also what? Um, There's also the fact that there is... Um, and I should say firsthand that it's likely that this is nonsense. Um, but there are the, um, some oral traditions say that when she, um, when she goes for battle mm-hmm. and she, I would admit this was the first thing that made me, um, interested in Aminatu's story. Like it was one of the first things I saw about her and I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> Okay. So what it says is, um, essentially, after every battle, she mm-hmm. di- she didn't get married. Aminatu never got married in her life. She never had kids. She was oh. always interested in you know. It was one of my questions war. down the line because I was like, yeah, she never got with married with all the she fighting. Never had kids. I can tell you that. I don't think she would have had time, but okay, let's go on. 
So what did she do? What what weird thing? Did yeah. She do? So essentially, um, the story goes that after every battle, uh-huh. what she do is that she would pick a husband from the you know defeated enemies and spend the night with him and then behead him. What? Some stories, some stories say behead. Some just say kill. Whoa! Have him killed or something wait, like wait. that. She picks a husband. I said like she, she takes a random guy. Yeah, a random guy from the army she just defeated. Like okay, has her way with him, and then kills him. What kind the next of next morning? What kind of weird f- fetish? Yeah. So um, the the thinking is that it's this is this is a later addition to her legend. Oh, you yeah. know, trying to make it look like she's. It just just how powerful she was just just how much she could do anything and get away with it it's like you know so she to relieve herself she goes after battle picks one guy you know has a way with him gets it okay um just in case you're a kid listening to this and in pg and i'm saying has a way with him spend the night with him and it's not coming to mind basically she has sex with him uh. and then after in the morning she kills him. That's that's what the story is saying. But it's less likely that's true. That that's that's a typical kind of stuff that is added to like make a person's legend look more, you know, make the story more interesting when you're telling it. You I know? mean, it did get you interested, didn't it? So. Yeah, it got me interested in her, so it worked. <laughs> Man, I imagine reading this somewhere. Jeez, that that would have yeah. been weird. <laughs> okay yeah let's just let's just move past this yeah so does these are these are does these are um significance things and moments in her life so what she did how she rose to power and all of those kind of things mm. okay. why, why she's significant I'm, I'm hoping she escaped the feet of most of the other queens we've discussed or oh, what do you mean it's you know getting killed in battle or in exile or something sad no she got killed in battle that's how she died um so one one account says that she ruled for 34 years and then died in battle okay live by the sword and die by the sword i guess yeah every 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 account i've seen so far at least um seems to agree that she died um during a battle yeah as to the number of years she was in power, it doesn't seem to be fixed. But yeah, she 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 died in battle. I can I can I can say that with some degree of certainty. Her rule, like did the things crumble after her, or I mean, there was like some no, long lasting no. stability. From the fact that Zazao did not suddenly just you know Cease collapse exist, in the yeah. histories. Yeah, we can tell what she did solidified its position as a very significant um, role. Of course, later, later in um, later in um, House of History, then the whole thing will come with the corruption and corrupt rulers and mismanagement of the various states, and then the revolution, and then the Sukoto Caliphate, and all of those things. But that's that's much later. That that doesn't have anything to do. I mean, a two story. Oh. Oh, so she she was she did play like a very significantly like influential role in their history in that yep. sense. Then. Yeah, she actually um there's a there's a name f- there's a title for her in mm. some of the stories they tell, and it's 
Amina, a woman capable as a man, like yeah, you know, huh. it's like a. I see. Yeah, yeah. So that's the story of Amina Tovsis. Our lesson on character. So, um, you didn't ask why character, but I guess um, I if did. you listened well, you can tell. So yeah. essentially, yeah, her her character from her young age, um, showing her interest in statesmanship and sort of fighting. Yeah. Uh, which really propelled her to what she'd become. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, and um, the behemoth of a character she would um, become in the role she'd end up playing in uh, House of History. Yeah. I mean, I sort of got that. That's why I didn't ask. I thought it was apparent to everybody, actually. Because she demonstrated the character of excellence growing up, and then her character in history is like. You can't write that off easily either. The only weird thing yeah. would be the yeah. the sex thing, but like taking that yeah. out, <laughs> everything else is just cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a lovely way to wrap this up, this season up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's another thing. That's the end of this season of Africa's Untold Stories. Yay! Um, we would um, begin another series of episodes next year mm-hmm. um at the moment is more likely it would be in february or late january okay um but for now yeah we are done with the second season of africa's on those stories um and and um we would be having uh, an instagram live yeah, yeah so right. we'd, we'd communicate the dates. Uh, so please do follow us on our socials, on Instagram at um, Africa's Untold Stories and on Twitter at... That's Africa's underscore Untold S. We'd announce when we're going to do the Instagram live over there mm-hmm. as well. So you'd finally see properly the faces behind the, the stories the, you the, hear. The voices, Yes. Um, but yeah, one more thing. If if you do have anything you're interested in, um, do send us um, a message. Uh, we have received a, what you call a suggestion already, so that's that's nice. It's nice to receive that oh, suggestion yeah, yeah, yeah. feedback. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, um, so until next time. Yep. I guess this is it. Happy holidays. Peace. Enjoy yourself. See you next year. Right. Gentlemen, you could have just said peace. Peace. Out. (laughs) Bye-bye.